With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the girls and boys NSAA High School Soccer Championships from Morrison Stadium at Creighton University. Tuesday, May 14th, see Class B boys at 5.30 p.m. Central and Class A boys at 8 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. To hurt at sports radio. Yeah, I'm, look, I'm for whatever um, you know. Collectively, we decide as an organization is the best thing to help our football team. And you know, I have multiple roles in that, and I rely on a lot of people to help me in those uh, in those responsibilities. If somebody's got to have the final say, uh, I have. I, I rely on a lot of other people to help, and you know, however that. Um, Whatever that process is, you know, I'm, I'm only part of it. Welcome back here on Herd at Sports Radio. I'm Ravi Lula. Andrew Rogers here with me. We're on AM 590 ESPN, Omaha, Tri-Cities, live on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube as well. Uh, before we hop back into the coaching craziness that we saw in the last 24 hours want to uh, set the lineup for you here real quick uh, our guy Shane did some great work setting this one setting up these guests we really appreciate that coming up at eight o'clock here um, we actually <laughs> we kind of lucked out on this one if I'm being honest <laughs> uh, Danny Woodhead will join us he got elected to the College Football Hall of Fame deservedly so, uh, incredible college career at Shadron State. He also happens to have played for Bill Belichick in New England, so uh, that's where we got a little lucky on the timing of that one. Uh, so Danny Woodhead will join us at 8 o'clock. Um, at 8.45, we'll talk to Brian Edwards, our Vegas insider. He's got some NFL stuff as well as some futures odds on the mm-hmm. on the Saban replacement. Yeah, at I, heard, nine. I heard Saban uh, has a great story about how he missed on Danny Woodhead. So that, that's, that's, it's, it's a perfect fit to today. And we should call Bill Callahan about that. Um, <laughs> a lot of people missed on Danny Woodhead. Michael Brunts joins us at, uh, at 9 o'clock from Husker 24-7. Uh, Nebraska got a transfer lineman last night. Nobody knows about because all this other stuff was, was happening. Micah M- Mazuka? Mazuka. Mazuka, excuse me. Yeah, but so the, it looks like something that – So uh, it's like Bazooka but with an M. It, it, 100%. Perfect. It looks like something that, like, you know, you kind of just guess on somebody's. Yeah. I just uh, threw a dart. 
Well, you know, a lot of times, too, like people just add letters in to the spelling of their last name that shouldn't be there, like yeah. D's and Rogers. <laughs> like, they just don't belong. It's the same no, thing with Mizuka. Rodgers. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, coming up after Brunts. We actually, this was a great get. Eli Gold, the Alabama football play-by-play voice, will join us. He's been cover or he's been uh, calling games for Alabama since 1988. So my guy went through Gene Stallings. He went through the desert of your Dennis Franchonis and all those guys as well before Saban finally, uh, your Mike Shulas of the world, before Saban finally uh, came to Tuscaloosa and brought them to where they are today. So really excited to talk to Eli at 930. And then we'll wrap up the show with David Cobb from CBS Sports. He covers college football at 945. And we got a little spot in there for some hurt at hot seat as well. But, you know, I, I mentioned, and the only reason I bring this up is because I can't believe actual reputable people have put this name out there. And that, I mean, at least I thought he was reputable. Andy Staples, uh, currently I believe with On3, put out a list that included Deion Sanders as a possible candidate for the Alabama job. First of all, no, that's not happening. But Andy Staples' justification, and I called it rationalizing his his clickbait, was that Bama Online publisher Tim Watts was convinced him to include him on the list because, and I quote here, Saban and Sanders are close, thanks to all the Aflac commercials, and Saban respects Prime. Listen, there's a lot of people I respect that I would not hire. I respect Mike Riley a lot. He's not going to be the next Bama coach. Like, there's... You know, I'm sure that Nick and the and the What's Affleck that? duck are real close. I'm like the duck's not going to be the head coach. How do you know? I mean, he might. He's got a better Dan chance. Dan Lanning's a duck. He's got. Oh, maybe the duck is going to be the head coach. He's got a better <laughs> chance than Prime does for sure. Like, I don't understand the mental gymnastics you have to go through. Well, I didn't understand, and then I got, and I still don't think this would ever happen. But I brought this up earlier. The. The guy that takes this job is probably going to have a rough go of it because and listen even if they get a great coach the standard that Saban has set I mean we can look no further than another college football hall of famer that got inducted from Nebraska this week in Frank Solich that dude was incredibly successful at Nebraska I I think his I mean I think his overall record was like 63 and 20 uh, I'd have to I have to look it up to get the exact number. But Frank Solich was incredibly good at Nebraska. But because of who he followed, because of the place that he was in the pecking order after Tom Osborne, uh, 58-19. He was 58-19 at Nebraska over the course. It wasn't easy for him. Over the course of seven years. Uh, or like six it years. wasn't an easy look for him because he followed Tia. No, it was a horrible transition because – and listen, it wasn't just Frank Solich, right? You you have this expect for him. There was a lot of, of other factors, but the the job of replacing a legend is not enviable in any way, shape, or form. And that's why I I wonder how eager some of these guys on our list would be to take that job. Because and, and listen, somebody will take it, right? Because ego always wins. Everybody's like, ah, oh, it won't happen to me. I'm better than that. Like, so ego always wins in these situations. But there is a guy out there that has taken a job like this before. And 
been decently successful and has Alabama ties, and his name's Bill O'Brien. Now, I don't think that's the guy that gets this job. I don't. But I can't ever get over Bill O'Brien in Houston. I mean, listen. I, I, I can't get over it. I mean, that's all I ever think about. Bill like, O'Brien, the head coach in Bill Houston, O'Brien. was pretty good. Bill O'Brien, the GM in Houston, was Yeah, but you can't, you can't take one without the other. I'm just saying, as a coach, he's pretty good. And I'm not going to separate the two because I knew Bill O'Brien as both. <laughs> and he was not good. Um, go look at his record. He's better than you remember. There were a couple bad years, but he's better than you remember. Uh, I'm sure uh, <laughs> the record will tell me something, but those those two seasons that where he was not and the, his final season there yes. where it went downhill fast, faster than, uh, well, hitting the gas pedal going down a hill in your car. <laughs> uh, it, Bill O'Brien, just he, he can't be it for me. I, you know, I, I can't. I can't look at Alabama and think Bill O'Brien's the, the, taking Listen, over for Nick Saban. I can't do that, Rob. I agree. I don't think it is either. But if you're lo- if you start getting some no's from people because Kirby Smart says, you know what, I, I don't think this is a better job than Georgia and Georgia, no. I don't have to I don't have to deal with you know I don't have to deal with the Saban of it all, the shadow of it all, right? Um, I, you know, if if Dabo's like, ah, you know, I, I actually I've got it pretty good here in the ACC. It's going to be easier to get this thing going again at Clemson than it is to keep it on the rails at Bama. Dan Lanning's like, I'm, you know, I'm going to the Big Ten. I've actually got a pretty sweet deal here. You know, I'm I'm young. I I'm going to have another opportunity. Maybe I want to go to the NFL. Um, you know, you start getting down that list a little bit. Each of those guys has a reason to say no. If you're talking about NFL back to college, what about Mike Vrabel? Mike Frabel's interesting name. I wonder if they do that. I wonder if they would take a guy that has no college experience. That's my only question there. That's why and, – and listen. It would be tough in the adjustment period that now, college football's in. Yes, because – but to be fair, maybe it's easier to learn the new landscape of college football when you don't have to then, relearn then be it. stuck in the old. Yeah, like mm, if you're a guy like Dabo who doesn't like the transfer portal and doesn't like NIL, although he uses both of them, you know – and doesn't like X, Y, and Z. Sometimes, though, you need that previous experience to get you yes. caught up to right. speed. And Just, you, don't, you don't want to be the head coach and then have, like, a number two who is your associate head coach that's acting as the head coach because he has college experience. Right, because he knows what he's doing, right? That's where I would be a little hesitant on a Mike Vrabel. I like the personality. I like the football part. But recruiting and managing a collective and all this kind of stuff, I know technically that the head coach doesn't manage the collective, but let's be real here. Um, I think that is a really big obstacle for somebody that's not hasn't coached college football really recently. Uh, but but each of those guys, each of the, the 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 top candidates, you know, we talked about DeBoer, maybe not wanting to leave that area of the country right now because of of his family and everything. Each of those top guys has a reason to say no. Like maybe the guy that doesn't have a reason to say no, except for the maybe I don't want to follow Saban is Norvell. Norvell doesn't have a real good reason to say no. He doesn't have a tie to Florida State in terms of previously existing before he got the head coaching job. He's got plenty of reason to be upset with the ACC and maybe want a better situation. Alabama's a better job than Florida State, if for no other reason that Alabama would never get left out of the national, uh, the college football playoff. The only reason Norvell has to say no is if he doesn't want to follow Saban, which is understandable. But somebody's going to take that job. I just wonder how far down the list they get before somebody's like, yeah, I trust my abilities more than I worry about saving Shadow. That's where it's going to get a little bit interesting here. 
All right, coming up next, we will wrap up our number one here on Herd Sports Radio, AM 590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities.